1: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. See what Eagles Saving Nations is all about. Join us today. In my studio today, I have Apostolic Leader Joe Mwanicki. He lives in America, but he's also a Kenya citizen. He has a burden for both countries. I have again Bishop Tobias Nehemiah. He's been associated with me since 1987. Director of one of our Bible schools in Kenya as well as a Bishop on the Board of the Pentecostal Holiness. I have Apostolic Leader Dennis Moore. Dennis Moore and I, we've been associated together for many years. He has a burden for the church as all of us do. Dennis and I have been in different countries together, and we right now, all of us in this room, we are concerned over America. We're concerned over Kenya. And so we're going to be discussing America and Kenya today. I'm going to just read you just a portion of the dream I had. It says, in the early hours of June 8, 2023, around 3 a.m., I had a dream. I saw warriors seated at a round table planning strategy. I also saw a tree reaching through the clouds into the heavens. Immediately after seeing the warriors, Christians and other leaders sitting together, getting clear direction from the Lord, I knew there was hope. Now Isaiah 1:18 admonishes, "Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord." So the tree I saw in my dream that was reaching into the heavens was called, the tree of hope. I believe the meaning of the dream, there is hope if we work in unity. If church leaders will work together in unity as equals, representing and forgiving one another, as the round table represents, God will give a strategy for victory. Joe, I've heard you say before, yes. if we can come together in unity. Yes. Elaborate on that
2: yes, I'm the president of unity of church of Christ by Holy Spirit, which God gave me in 1987 When I was waiting God for six months and uh, then this vision came and Since then uh, God has used our ministry in Kenya and here in America and about 58 nations So I believe that also the prayer Which Jesus prayed in John 17, but Paul put it very clearly that uh, we must come to the unity of faith not doctrine because doctrines can divide us. It has divided many, many churches. But I believe if we focus on Jesus, who is the one who is and who was and who will come, we must fulfill his call because I say when we come at one, according to the Bible, John seventeen, the glory he has, he'll give us. So I believe the last days church mighty move of God is a church to work together according to the prayer of Jesus, and also to be a help to one another. Where you are strong, help the one who is weak. So you cannot shout more, help the one who have no voice. Like now we are with John and Hansen, you have all this great voice of uh, the ministry have through the telecast, he reaches the whole world. So I believe this is a wonderful uh, platform to lead the body, for the body of Christ to be one.
1: Altars. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Again, if you just tuned in, watching radio, television, shortwave, social media, welcome. I'm going to just give a definition of altars. All throughout recorded history, altars have been erected and used by what one would consider pagans, Christians, Jews, and other religions. Altars can be good, but they can also be bad, depending on what they're used for. Many human sacrifices have been conducted on altars, to appease their so-called gods. Even today, sacrifices like abortion is executed to appease a person's lust as they have given themselves over to the gods, the evil spirits, as they have elevated themselves to a god to do what is right and wrong in their own eyes. Again, these type of deceived individuals sacrifice their own children through neglect and even murder, abortion, to go on pleasing their own immoral appetites. I spoke a few days ago in a service that the altars in America, the altars in Kenya are polluted. They're polluted and the nation consequently is in trouble. Pastor Tobias?
3: Yes, altars are very important in in life, either whether you're a pagan or whether you're a Christian because altars speak so much about who you are. And altars are erected uh, basically by people of what they believe. For instance, if you go to the Bible, we see Noah erected an altar so that God would restore life that he had, and, and, and restore the land so that the land can be reproductive again. So altars are key in life, and especially as to us as Christians. If our altars are, are, are filthy, then the blessings of God are not there with us. If our altars are clean, then God blesses that altar that we use,
1: especially in the churches as well. And we're talking about now the church, the altar, uh, the pollution in the church, the distortion of the gospel, the manipulation of the gospel, the twisting of the gospel, nullifying again the gifts of the Holy Spirit, rejecting uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People using the church for personal gain. Our altars are polluted. The church has no authority. America is crumbling because of polluted altars. Uh, Dennis.
4: You know, when we're talking about altars, we're, we're really talking about, in the New Testament, we're talking about the heart of the believer. And that is the place where God wants us to have a sanctified life. It's where he wants us to have a pure life. The That's other, right. The other day he was speaking to me and he said, I want everything to be kingdom. I want your thinking to be kingdom. I want your finances to be kingdom. I want your health to be kingdom, every area of your life to be kingdom. And to have a pure altar means that we have a pure relationship between us and God. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, curtain in between. There's nothing that's hindering our relationship with him. And so the best thing we can do is say, Lord, help me to, to sanctify my altar. Show me where I need adjustment. Show me where I need to change so that I can, I can worship you with a pure heart.
1: That's good, Dennis. Excellent. I know that, again, I am very concerned over America. America is, we have forces trying to topple the republic, move us into a new world order. A communist uh, manifesto, so to speak, is being carried out through America. The church is the only one that can stop it, and the church is not united. As we talked about, the church is divided. If we would come in unity, if we would have Again, get back to the gospel. We can win, but we must come together. And that's your burden, I know, yes. Apostle Joe, to come together.
2: together. You know, to go back to the altar, you know, you need to divine who we are. Because we believe the last day church is not the building or the scene the, manor the hall or the stadium. As Dennis, you said, God told me, we need to know to, to divine ourselves. Where is altar in yourself? Your spirit is the altar. Your soul is the sanctuary. Your body is the temple. So, when you know that, we can put ourselves ready for God. Because, an altar, why I said it started with the spirit, because the Bible says in Proverbs 20 27 that the the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. So, that's the altar. So, when, as Dr. Henson, you are saying, if you are filled, we don't think light, we don't think about one another light. If I don't see anything good on you and if I see something which is not good on you, I'm not there to curse you because this is what divides our unity. I'm there to pray for you or even tell you with love. So I believe as we cleanse ourselves from spirit, soul, and body, and that's what I preach, perfection, because many people, they say, oh, we cannot be perfected. Enoch perfected himself. He walked with God. Elijah walked that through and he could not die. And we believe we are the generation to see the coming of the Lord. Some will not die, because I believe that, because Jesus said that, that some of us who will be alive, since 1948, when Israel came together, there are some will not die, so we must divine your altar, which is your spirit. You must think light, you must think good things about the other people, and also don't have an idol. Later we were had a speech, and I said, when you are in Babylon, because if your soul is tainted, it has humanistic, uh, materialistic, you become, you are a Babylon already. like Nebuchadnezzar, although he received a great prophecy from Daniel about the, his kingdom, but he build us big statue and so many altars, as you we are saying, in the church. Because many people, they can say, oh, Jonathan, you are so... High. No, 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 it's true. If we are not light from our spirit, even our physical altar will not be clean. So we need to cleanse ourselves first, so before we clean other people
1: around us. Well, you know, the true prophets in the Bible, like Jeremiah, when they came to give a word to the leader, the other false prophets around would say, oh, here comes this man that always has a bad word because they were polluted. And so God is very serious over his word. And when we pollute his word, God is not happy. He's not happy. We are representing the Lord. And let me tell you something. God is not happy with the people in Kenya or America that pollute and twist his word. Yes. Now, years ago, two angels came into one of my services, two angels, and it was a large church, Dennis, over a thousand, and people saw, and they fell under the power of God for six hours. Now, when it was over, I asked the Lord, why did you send your angels? And the Lord said, my angels are always there. Now, they were writing down what I was saying. And I said, what were they writing? He said, two of my holy witnesses are always in every church. They're writing down what the person is saying behind the pulpit. And on judgment day, my two holy witnesses will either vindicate or condemn that person behind the pulpit if they twisted the word of God. Let me tell you, I am not hard. God is not happy with men who are twisting the word of God in America and Kenya. Pastor Tobias?
3: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, the word of God needs to be pure because it is the word of God. When we stand in the pulpit, on the altar. It depends. You see, the altar is, is meant for us to preach there as a clean vessel. But sometimes we go there and we are not right and not unclean in our hearts. Through for unforgiveness, we are not united in the body of Christ, is not united. And therefore, we are speaking, yes, but does God receive that word? I don't know. We need to be clean as we stand on the altar because that is where the word of God can reach His people, can speak to His people, bring salvation, bring deliverance, bring healing, because we are clean vessels that are being used on the altar.
1: I know that people have twisted the Word of God in America, in Kenya. I've even heard of nonsense saying, for a $1,000, I'll pray and you'll be healed of cancer or holy water. You know, it's a disgrace what is going on in the name of God, Joe.
2: Yeah, it's true, because Jesus... Every time he did a miracle, he didn't even ask anything. But because, like now in Africa, especially in Kenya, I just came from there, there's coming a time that even people to give a promise that you need to pay, uh, something like you have been given a good promise you need to pay, which is tinting the word of God, which they say, oh no, the old prophet, they, you could not go to a prophet without something on your hand. But that's sometimes you need to know even the money you are getting why are they giving you you must have a pure heart are you doing it for god or are you are doing it to yourself it's because we are living in the last day where every man's work will be tested with fire and if you build your altar with gold and silver and wood and everything the bible says very clearly every man's work will be tested so whatever we do let us do it from the spirit because the spirit have more discerning than they saw our own interest.
1: Once again, if you've just tuned in to the warning program, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International on Eagles Saving Nations. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org, join Eagles Saving Nations. We've got to have another great awakening or the republic is going to fall. Again, I have Apostolic Leader Dennis Moore, Bishop Tobias Nehemiah out of Kenya, and again Apostolic Leader Joe Monicki out of Kenya as well as America, and we are in trouble today. Moloch is ruling America. Moloch is ruling America. Moloch is ruling Kenya. They just the Supreme Court put in same-sex marriage. Yeah. This is an abomination. Uh, these nations aren't getting better, Dennis. They're getting worse. They're compromising more and more for money for filthy lucre to get what they can get from the Biden administration. You know, the president's wife, Biden, flew in. The next day, they passed same-sex marriage. Let me tell you, if you think these countries are getting better, you don't know your Bible. Because crime is going up, immorality is going up, everything is getting worse. They are not getting better. You have pockets revival, but we need another great awakening. Now, I've got, these people are here because I trust them. I honor them as far as they're men of integrity. And that's why I'm working with them. Dennis, I know you're concerned. God had you start to focus on America because you can see the problem in America. We are so close. Now, you're a member of Eagle Saving Nations. I'm a member of it. Um, Joe is, Tobias is. Because we need revival. revival. And that's our heart. That's your heart. But you know, Dennis, some people won't go. Some of these top apostles won't go to a nation if they don't get uh, first class airfare, if they don't stay in a five-star hotel. Good night. I've even slept in slums. I've taken buses, all night buses from Nairobi to Kampala. And yet these guys won't even get on the plane. They say, I'm not called. Well, you're called, but your heart is polluted. Dennis?
4: You know, we oftentimes when we travel in nations, we meet, well, we always meet leadership. And, you know, Paul says, I know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. And we can tell if a man is seeking the kingdom. If a man is laying down his life, the Bible says we're to lay our life down. And if that man's laying his life down and he's a seeker of the kingdom, then we'll say that is a kingdom man. And we know that man is being used by God. You know, it's one thing to be a pretender, but it's another thing to be a contender and when you're contending for the kingdom and when you're pressing into the things of God, you're pressing into the heart of God, then God's going to breathe his breath into you and he's going to put his fire upon you and there's going to be a sound that comes out of you that's going to penetrate the darkness and it's going to bring the light, it's going to bring transformation and we need men and women to get on their faces before God, cry out to God because this is a critical hour we're not going to be able to save ourselves we need the hand of God to come and to lift us up and and that will come when we cry out to him, when we repent, when we press into the kingdom, and the kingdom will come by force, and it will, it will transition, and it will change, and it will turn our, our, our nation, but we have to be those who are seeking God, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen.
1: You know, Bishop Tobias, the three of us, Dennis and Joe and I, we live in America, Now, Joe lives in both countries, but he lives in America more than Kenya. But you live in Kenya way more than America. You only come here every few years for a month or two. But you see your nation. You see it's getting worse. I think you also see some of the manipulators, the conmen behind the pulpit. What is your concern how people are twisting the gospel for personal gain?
3: Well, Dr. Hansen, I think there are two things that uh, concern me as far as the church and the body of Christ in Kenya is concerned. Number one is the, the hypocrisy that I see in Kenya. A lot of our brothers and, and sisters in the Lord are hypocritical. They say one thing and they do the other, which shouldn't be. We need to be people of our word, men and women of integrity, because that is what will change people. people will, we can say all that we like, but people also watch us of what we do. And uh, when we, we do something in one way and we say one thing and do the other thing, even those that would want to become Christians, they will never be. That's number one. Number two is uh, unity like we started off. I don't, I don't think our church in Kenya is united. I think there is a lot of disunity still and I hope and pray that we will be united because Psalms 133 says how blessed and how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Because that is where the Lord commands a blessing. When we are united, God himself
1: will command a blessing.
3: But if you are not united, the blessing will never be there.
1: Well, I know both nations, supposed men of God, are around the president. I know that uh, Donald Trump had a lot of supposed men of God. But I doubt it. You know why? Because he went with a homosexuality. Now you tell me, if these were men of God, why they then change his mind? You tell me, why didn't they change his mind if they were men of God? Why don't they know the word of God? Why aren't they led by the Holy Spirit? Why did they prophesy dogmatically he would win the election? God saw the corruption and knew he wouldn't be the president. But they doubled down, he'll get in this state, this state. it never happened. I'm telling you, there's people called men of God, men of God, women of God, whether it's surrounding the president or, again, on the airwaves that are not men of God like they purport to be or think they are because why aren't these leaders changing? I know when I meet with them, what I say, there's no doubt, I don't meet with them for a photo op. How come Donald Trump ...backed homosexuality, and I'm all for Donald Trump, don't get me wrong. He's way better than the other side, pushing everything immoral and amoral, and trying to topple the republic. But still, I'm not happy that men of God supposedly did not change his mind when he was surrounded, supposedly by many. And they, they said, again, prophesied strongly that he would win, and they doubled it down, oh, in a month, and two months, three... Well, now it's about all over the next election... So, what is going on with these so-called prophets? Tobias? You know, Dr. Uh, Allen, one thing I can tell you.
2: 2:19, God told me to go and dedicate America back to God. And there were 800 pastors. In fact, I, I was able to talk with uh, our brother, Senator Blansberg, and uh, also the one who was convining the conference. I told them, you guys, it was like two months before the election. I Told them I've been sent here. I had fasted 56 days for America because I believe if you have one man, I the Lord was telling him, Start here. And I told those people, You people, you have been gathered here 800 pastors, they were praying for election. And that's the week to confirm what you're saying. The homosexual was very so lumped in DC that time. So, all these people, and you know, I don't want to tell you people, if you are not careful, we cause a downfall on the Trump because he needed a true man of God. Because I was there. I went there with my late wife and I carried some intercessor from here in Washington. We fasted. Nobody could come to that prayer, Dennis, without three days dry fasting. Near D 56. Because I believe that was God has brought Donald Trump to bring this country where it needed to be. But men allowed him. They were not true for some of them. Just of, to confirm what you're saying, amen. I was
1: there. Men of God failed. You know, I just spoke just a few weeks ago to the Republican conference here in Washington State. Just spoke. I prayed over hopefully the next governor, Simi Bird, Republican, and I had all of these people in the studio trying to get him elected in this studio. And but when I spoke there, uh, I was one of the keynote speakers, one of the few church leaders that spoke at a Republican conference, I said, you know, even if we put all of you into office, and I'm trying, but unless you understand, I've been listening to you and you've accepted homosexuality. If we put all of you into office and you don't come against sins of abomination, let me tell you, you might prevent the Republic from falling immediately, but it will fall because judgment is coming. Let me tell you, it was first quiet and then I had a standing ovation. I tell you what: you can put conservatives in, if you don't come against sins of abomination. God is going to judge this nation anyway. Pastor DeBice?
3: Doctor Hansen, I think it is unfortunate that uh, both here in America and uh, in Kenya and even in other nations as well, that God puts lead around, puts the prophets around the leader, and unfortunately they prophesy something that tickles his ears, not what he wants to hear something that pleases him, and that is very unfortunate that uh, we are not able to speak the word of God as it is.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching, listening, the warning program, Apostolic Leader Dennis Moore, Apostolic Leader Joe Monicki, again uh, Bishop Tobias Nehemiah, I'm Dr. Hansen, World Ministries International, Eagle Saving Nations. All of us, all of us have a big burden, not only for America, but the nations around the world. Kenya in particularly, we have to have another great awakening in America, in Kenya. We're all part of Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join it so you can help us get into the stadiums in America, in Kenya. We've got to have another great awakening or both nations will fall. God bless you. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott?
5: Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training. And if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount.
6: So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us, because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment, according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you joined hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248. And say a short prayer for us in your message. And leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.